soul-stealing magi. Flesh-eating creeps. Yeah, it's just another day at the office for the madhouse. My werewolf partner and I attempt to keep the peace without being torn to pieces. Weep at the wonder. Howl at the horror. And keep the light on. It's gonna get dark. Episode 7, Motherlode. <clears throat> Dusty tomes, faint smell of decay, eerie, glowing objects. One more, and I'll hit the mad magi bingo. <coughs> Good to see that you're feeling chatty. You really set up a lab all the way out here? This is, this is an auxiliary. My main laboratory is at Howard House, of course. You forget I was there in the front yard when your partner went off chasing the harvester's trail. I was surprised, but it was a valuable piece of information. Naturally, you, I, I used some of the psyches to leave a dud trail. It'll keep her chasing her tail at Howard House, wondering where you are. I'm not well-versed in dumb tongue, but... But you can consume the psyches to shore up the gloomcraft you don't know that well. I'll admit, not many magi would be so desperate as to do that. Most would be afraid of backlash. <laughs> I'm not quite desperate. In no small part, thanks to you. Why go through with all this? Why risk detection? Power? Money? The things I want, the things I want cannot be purchased with currency as vulgar as the dollar. Tell me, <coughs> did you suspect me from the start? Not at first. No. This, this isn't the right one. No, no. So what's your conclusion? When I was younger, I always enjoyed those old mystery stories, the black mask and dime detective and such. Tell me what you think you know. Gerald summoned the harvester. He couldn't keep a hold of it, forcing you to do so. At some point, you scooped Danny Meadow's psyche out with the harvester. Use him to keep tabs on the gymnasium. Who? Danny Meadows. The man you... The man you were using as a lookout. Oh, <laughs> that. You use Danny as a spy. But since you're a Hellbinder Magi, you can't do the whole possession thing very well. Psychomancy isn't your forte, after all. If it was, you wouldn't need the demon. You can't maintain full control of Danny. Not at least without some glitches, so to speak. Keeping watch about town with the harvesters out of the question. It's too grotesque, too obvious. So you need another set of eyes. After you scoop the local wino, you have him keep a lookout. Probably thinking the lighthouse might roll into town. But the lighthouse never came. So you and Gerald think, hey, it's open season. It's the Wild West, and you're a hunter leaving behind a mountain of buffalo carcasses. <laughs> you are an insightful one. 
When V and I finally showed our faces, you used Danny to lure us to your house in hopes of having us pin the blame on Gerald. It'd be so obvious. And you could deny to your son that you were doing anything underhanded. When you <coughs> showed, showed up at the gymnasium, I, was, I, w- I knew it was at a time to prepare to leave. Gerald, poor Gerald. I thought you would press him and take him right there. I didn't expect you to head down to the sewers. He began asking questions after you left. (coughs) Hard questions. Why'd you kill Danny? I had no more use for him once you arrived. (coughs) I was in the process of disposing of him. Imagine my surprise when, as I ejected from his consciousness, I see you two show up in the sewer. So, right after you had him cut himself, you saw us. If you hadn't ejected out of his mind before he died, I would have caught you with the psych speak right then. You thought maybe you could nip us in the bud right there, off us with the harvester, and keep your intentions to screw Gerald over hidden from him. Play off us showing up at Howard House as a fluke. Lucky hunch on my part. <clears throat> Shame it didn't. I was recuperating from possessing Danny Meadows. I didn't have time to <coughs> to <coughs> to fully take control of the harvester down in the sewer. It was a good shot, imagine answer. Good enough it gave the damn lizard a scare. Why, thank you. You decided to take another shot at me yourself while I was in the motel. Nearly got me, too. Why Gerald send me the note at the station? (laughs) My son. A pathetic excuse for a magi if there ever was one. Gerald began arguing with... (laughs) Like I said, he began asking hard questions after you left. Started, started arguing with me, saying that what we were doing was wrong. I tried to talk him down, but he kept saying that you two wouldn't have shown up if what we were doing wasn't wrong. He lost his nerve. <laughs> he knew what we faced if we failed to deliver the psyches, and he still wanted to back out. His feet grew cold. His heart grew a conscience. He confessed. Now when he told you, you ripped his psyche out with the harvester. Then forced him to write that second letter in hopes that we'd kill the demon and leave. Oh, bravo, bravo. (laughs) Bravo. Aren't you quite the inductive thinker? You two were operating way out of your expertise. Illusions? Psychomancy? Look what it's done to you. There's a reason Magi stick to one discipline. You think I don't know that? It was the only way. I wasn't getting any younger and I'd already had a heart attack not one year past. I needed those psyches. I needed the harvester. I needed a better son. You Magi. Here we are, a long, thin stiletto made of gloom glass, modeled after the long claws of the harvester's chest arm. You can't even hold it steady. 
Do you know what it does? Let me guess. You're going to explain it. It draws out your psyche messily. As you pointed out before, <coughs> I'm no psychomancer. They can use the props such as these the way a talented surgeon can use a scalpel. I am not so skilled. I preferred using the harvester because they can do quite easily what it takes psychomancer many, many years to learn. Sort of how it took so many failed attempts for the Wright brothers to do what birds have been doing for eons. Why learn how to fly if you can find a bird big enough to carry you? All this to say, I'm going to take your soul, Imagamancer, and I'm going to do so very, <coughs> very painfully. This was supposed to be the key to our bondage. Just let me go. Madhouse will confiscate the psyches and go about repairing the damage you've done. You'll face punishment. God knows you will. But it won't compare to what'll happen if they have to hunt you down. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You ruined everything. You have no idea what you jeopardized. What it will do to me. Horatio. Even if you rip my psyche out, my partner will find you. She will call Madhouse. And they will raid your house and this cabin. You may get some of these receptacles out, but there's no way you'll be able to take most. You can barely move. I have enough psyches to last me. <laughs> there we go. Not everything is lost. I'll carve your psyche out and take it with me. It isn't enough, but I, I will not show up empty-handed. Perhaps they might even be able to make use of an Imagimancer's psyche. I've heard of it being done. First, it goes up the nostril. Cold, isn't it? A little further, and everything starts to bleed away. What's... What's happening? Everything is... Everything's going away. The color bled from Horatio's face. His features began to smear together then began to smudge into his body. Everything in sight ran together. All the boundaries imposed by my consciousness onto the subatomic vibration of the world breaking apart. Then my taste began to seep as well. My sense of touch, all of my senses roiling together in a synthetic mesh. I could taste the colors, touch his rancid breath see the sounds that made up the universe and how couldn't I see them before sound sound was the last sense that had any definition the last of myself to march out the door but as it began to slide away from me I heard <laughs> just a little further impossible the bandolier. Don't let him know it. Let it go! My psyche! My power! 
Hell of a right hook, lady. I mean, hell of a right leg, too. Wexler, you okay? Let's get this gag off you. Sharp. 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 You're cutting him. What? It's a needle point. There's no edge. Christ, looks like something they'd use in the 50s to lobotomize patients. I'll take it out. Easy does it. The Dawes? Can you see now? Yeah, Jesus. One moment I was watching him insert the stiletto, the next, all definition was being drained away. Color, texture, everything was going flat. An indistinguishable blob. How the hell did you find me? Horatio said he sacrificed one of the psyches to weave some impromptu dumb-tongue illusions in Howard House. His plan was to keep you distracted there while he brought me out here to... operate on me. That would be me, actually. V wanted to check out Howard House. For obvious reasons? Yes, for obvious reasons. But I may have suggested checking here first. You knew about this place? Well, I've never been inside. I occasionally hike through the nearby woods in my spare time. Not as big on the outdoors as I used to be, but we've got enough trails surrounding Redsboro to keep a dabbler like me happy. There's one near here, Big Loop, and it winds around this place. Every now and then I'd see that fancy car parked outside. It wasn't hard to figure out that it belonged to Gerald. After you got snatched, I did a little internet search to find the property owner. Followed the hunch from there. It was a gamble, but it worked out. I wanted to go to Howard House, Evan, and I would have, too, if Dawes hadn't convinced me otherwise. We'd have been too late. You're saying I owe him? Yeah, big time. Thank you, Dawes. You're welcome. This is a real clusterfuck. Tell me about it. Turns out Horatio was quite desperate to collect all these psyches. But he also wanted my mind. You aren't exactly Stephen Hawking. Sweet nag, V. Can you get me out of these restraints before you start busting my chops? Thanks. Damn. This is bad. That's stating the obvious. I didn't exactly think walking in on a sorcerer nose-fucking you with a knife was a good sign. Trust me, that is not the worst thing to come out of her mouth by a long shot. Shut up! So what now? I recognize some of these tools and reagents from my mom's lab, but not many. At least I think I remember. My memory is still a bit fuzzy about the whole ordeal. The... the glowing mannequins are new to me, though. Your mother mostly did flesh carving, yeah? She probably didn't have much need for more metaphysical aspects of the gloom. Horatio, on the other hand, is in the business of hellbinding, summoning demons and other malevolent creeps from the darkest depths of the gloom. A Magi's Lair tells you quite a bit about who they are, what they practice, he crammed the psyches into those mannequins. It's easier to store a soul in something bearing its likeness. So mannequins are easier to use than, say, action figures, which in turn are easier to use than 
urns or jewelry boxes. I suppose it's a cut above blow up dolls. Well, that doesn't sound totally ludicrous. We're in the business of totally ludicrous. So what was with the action figures? Portable receptacles. He'd destroy the contained psyche to draw on the strength momentarily. Only a desperate magi would do something so extreme. The damage destroying a psyche does to one's own body and soul is profound, sometimes irreversible. This next part will be tricky. Mm, how so? This is going to be a logistical nightmare. I'll have to call my superior to see if she can send any aid. Horatio broke my phone. V. Here you go. Officer Dawes, I appreciate your help. But, well, some things are... No, no, I get it. V has my number, just... Just call if you need anything. What a fucking night. Hello? Bosquez, it's Wexler. Twice in one night. How much trouble are you in this time? <sighs> Engraved. Why ever would you think- Cut to the chase, Evan. What's going on? Well, I almost lost my mind. Literally. But we found out the real culprit behind the missing psyches. What about the psyches? There's a ton of them. Probably 20 here. And this is just a backup lab. God knows how many more are at the main lab. I don't know how I'm going to get them back to the victims without drawing attention to ourselves. We're going to need backup. Never mind that. Leave them for Hope and Joy's cleanup. But... What? Are they coming to assist me with the mind-mending? We aren't restoring the psyches. What's she saying? Not now. I... don't think I heard you properly. We aren't restoring the psyches. Okay, so I did hear you properly. You're just saying something completely fucking bullshit. Vasquez. Without the psyches, those people will- I know what will happen to those people, Wexler, and I'm telling you that this is coming from higher than me. Leave the receptacles and head back. That's an Don't order. fucking say that's in order. What is this crap? Wexler, if you disobey me- Damn you. What the hell was that about, Evan? Vasquez wants us to leave the psyches. And? And nothing. I'm taking them back to who they belong to. We'll figure something out. We can catch Dawes before he leaves. The one mannequin in the trunk of his car, one in the trunk of Horatio's car. Without drawing them directly from the harvester, I don't have the tools or tattoos to put them into a single receptacle. Give me a hand with this, would you? This will be trickier than we originally thought, but it's doable. The help or get out of the way. Hey, I'm not doing that. Hands off the department store dummy, Wexler. Excuse me? You heard me. I won't do that. If Vasquez said we aren't to fuck with the psyches, I'm not fucking with the psyches. What the fuck, V? Since when did you become a model soldier? Oh, don't, Wexler. I appreciate all you've done for me, but I won't disobey a strict order. Move, V. I won't ask again. Is that it, then? 
You'll shoot me so you can go play hero? I can't move. You understand that? Right? Have you looked at me? Yes. Really? Do you see the same thing that I saw when I looked in the mirror? Because I see a malformed experiment. I see a freak. No, I see a creep. No different from the A-bomb. No different from the harvester. I see a stranger inside of me waiting to escape the first chance it gets. And I see people like kind Eric waiting with knives and spells and wicked grins. I don't see that. Then you aren't looking hard enough. Maybe you can throw all this away, scrub those tattoos off and ride off into the twilight. I need the madhouse. God, I hate to say it, but I do. I need Solomon's concoctions. If I turn my back on the madhouse, I'm signing not just my own death warrant, but that of all those I'll victimize. You know this. You had to know this when you brought me on. And what about those that we know for sure we victimized? All those victims in Redsboro. What about them? Wexler, I'm saying no. If I betray the madhouse, I'm as good as dead anyway. And you might as well just shoot me right here. <laughs> Fuck. Fine. Put the mannequin down. What is it, Vasquez? Wexler, I am telling you this once and only once. Do not hang up on me ever again. We have a good relationship, a professional relationship. You're a talented Imagomancer. You are not an irreplaceable Imagomancer. Don't fuck that up. I don't care how close you were to Michael. When you work for me, you will follow orders. Do you understand? But... Butts are for shitting, and that is something you will never do to me. Do. You. Understand. I understand. Not good enough. Say yes, engraved Vasquez. I have reconsidered my short-sighted, immature view that betrays just little I fucking know about how things are run, so that I can finish explaining why we are not returning those psyches. Yes, engraved Vasquez. I have reconsidered my short-sighted, immature view that betrays just how little I fucking know about how things are run. Good. Solomon and Ezra have informed me that we have a good chance of rousing Lily Thomas from her state, but we need the psyches to do so, as many as possible. You're serious? Deadly. Jesus Christ, Vasquez. That's a hell of a price. That's all those lives? Those souls? For one? Not one, Wexler. One of us. Right. Right. Good. I wasn't able to parse anything from Michael's belongings, not yet at least. This might be our one chance to get a clue about who killed Fine. We're heading out. Joy and Hope are going to take care of this? They always do. I'll send them the info. Let them know what they're dealing with. Excellent. See you soon. Weep at the wonder. Howl of the horror. Wexler. Horatio emptied it. 
You seriously tried bluffing me? Come on, V. You think I'd really point a loaded gun at you? Let alone shoot you? On second thought, don't answer that. He's still alive. I thought you just about took his head off. He probably won't be talking anytime soon with his jaw like that. That might not necessarily be true. I have an idea. Oh. You promised me you weren't going to screw with the Psyches. And I'm keeping that promise. I'm not going to screw with the Psyches. I'm going to screw with a Psyche. You pedant. The devil's in the details, V. Wakey, wakey! Sing on. Somebody's not a fan of how they've been treating others. See, before I came, I got something called a Mindman tattoo. Let's me take in battered psyches, heal them, breathe them back into their respective bodies, or another receptacle, if I so choose. I have to say, Horatio, your psyche is filthy. I may have taken you out of the dying potty and put you into a more suitable container. By suitable, we mean an old Sony tape recorder we found lying around. I'm surprised you never kept up with the times in that regard. This is outrageous. You have no idea the consequences. Nope. But that's not the worst part for you. You see, Horatio, I'm a rather by-the-book imagimancer. My partner, she doesn't really understand that sort of behavior. Too much werewolf in her. You know how creeps are. She's got you rigged up over a full sink. We have some questions. If we don't like the answers, well, I'm sure you know just about how well electronics fare in water. Remind me, drafted Wexler, what happens to a psyche when the receptacle is destroyed? Oh, nothing good. Unless you're a masochist. In that case, you're in for a treat. This is unconscionable! Says the magic who stole the psyches of children? Who loosed a demon on a sleepy town? Who sold his own son out? Stuff your newfound respect for human dignity right up your ethereal ass! I've got a few questions. You've got three rubber bands we've fastened from your handle to the faucet. Tell us what we want to hear, or you'll be sleeping with the dishes. I have no intention of... Wrong response, Casper. Stop! Stop! I can't have my receptacle destroyed. The consequences... You said something about selling the cash of psyches. Who's buying? The Hectacandarius. Oh... Of course, them. 
attacked the Canaries are called the Hundred-Handed for a reason, Horatio. You'll have to be more specific. I don't know! I just know someone bearing the icon of the Hundred-Handed approached me. Noted. Why do they want all these psyches? What did the representative promise you? I told you I could sell the psyches. They want power, that sort of thing. Boring. You dodged the last question, Horatio. Every magi wants power. That's so vague as to be useless. One more rubber band. You won't have an easy time dodging all that water. Details? Specifics. Uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. They have someone that knows how to do a permanent psyche transfer. I'm dying. The plan was to collect as many psyches from the flock as possible, preserve them in the mannequins, then ship them in mass to Austin. What were they offering you? They said they could keep me alive until I could figure out how to undo a bargain. Put me in a younger body. <laughs> oh, you dumb poor bastard. What? What do you do, Horatio? It wasn't me. My father made a deal with something. A powerful being from the gloom. He didn't know what he was getting into. He grew up with nothing, lost what little he'd scraped up during the Depression. Our family was down to eating rats on a good night when he struck the bargain. Creature gave him everything. Prosperity, property, arcane knowledge. Your father didn't just barter his own psyche away, did he? Every first son upon their death. Jesus, Horatio. I'm sorry. Don't be. Remember, when things went sideways, he set up his own son to take the fall for him. You threw Gerald under the bus in hopes of saving your own skin? Yes. My contact in the Hundred Handed said they could procure a body for me that wouldn't die, at least not anytime soon. They wanted psyches, lots of them. There's no reason not to. The representative must have had some foreknowledge of our curse. She revealed too much. Gerald began asking questions and when I told him, he summoned the harvesters. He knew my health was failing. He wanted to make something, anything happen. But he wasn't experienced with hellbinding. I had to take the reins. I. I was merely trying to make the best of a bad situation. When we were approached by the deal, 
It was like being offered a stay of execution. They wanted anything. Animals, children, elderly. Well, there's his motive. Anyone else involved in this? I don't know. A clever operation. If I was trying to fly under the radar while collecting some vertebotan psyches, I'd hire some desperate cut-rate magi outside of the madhouse's normal operating range to harvest a ton of psyches, then smuggle them slowly back to Texas for stockpiling. Except what happens when one of them gets popped. Like, well, him. I'd bet dollars to donuts if we examined Horatio's corpse, we'd find a flesh carver in Shimon that'd burn him alive, or melt him. Or something, if he so was just mention the hundred handed's name. Lucky for us, we took his psyche out of his body before questioning him. Yeah, that doesn't answer why they want the psyches, though. Horatio, anything you'd like to share with the class? They didn't tell me! I'm telling you, they didn't! Well? I think he's telling the truth. In all honesty, I'll have to dig through Ezra's library on these guys. You don't know anything about them? They're secretive. Ironic, given their numbers. The hundred-handed are quite good at staying within the bounds of the pact. Putting up a respectable front. This, of course, breaks it. But it'll be hard to prove. The hundred-handed could just deny it. Hell, there's so many of them that they could simply cast out one or two and the rest could claim ignorance. Like cutting off a gangrenous limb to save the body. Perhaps I've been operating like this all along. Keeping up appearances while conducting underhanded operations. One last question, Horatio. Where's your son? Good. No shit, Sherlock. Don't fuck with me. You had a deal to deliver psyches. You fucked your son over. Why not add his psyche to the pile and sweeten the deal? He's here. In one of the mannequins. I marked it with a G. I'd hoped... I'd hoped that maybe the hundred-handed could also transfer him. Give us more time to renegotiate with the merchant. Uh-huh. Let's go see what he has to say. This one? Yes. Gerald of the House of Howard. I beseech you. Speak! I am called and answer. Am I dead? I thought there'd be more torture. What with the family curse and all? There might have been, had your father succeeded. I have an alternative for you. I'm your captive audience, it would seem. Do what you feel you must. Hand me the recording device, V. Here you go. I'm going to take in Gerald's psyche from the mannequin, then put him inside of the recorder. 
I don't think this is such a good idea. I know I just saw you do it with Horatio, but mother of God, watching you hoover up a ghost is freaking weird. Now to release him into the recorder. Did... did it work? Uh, I don't know. <coughs> Gerald, are you there? Did you make it into the device? Hi. I'm in here. Hello, father. Gerald, my boy. So, so nice to see you in the... Lack of flesh once again. Surely you understand just why I did what I did. Why I had to. Gerald? Gerald! Please, let's not get too hasty now. Gerald? What are you doing? I'm evicting you, father. It's Horatio's ghost, just. disembodied. Weird. You can't do this to me. You can't leave me out here like this. It'll come. It'll... No. No. Get back. I wasn't trying to cheat you. Just buy more time. Damn you. This isn't fair. This isn't fair. This isn't fair. It is finished. He was a bastard. He was my father. I don't know if he deserves such a fate. I'm sorry, Gerald. What of me? You only locked away, safe and sound, in Ezra's vault. Maybe they'll figure something out for you. Maybe not. It'll be boring. But it beats getting drugged into the darkest reaches of the gloom. Very well. Wexler, I don't know if this is such a good idea. He's cursed, V. Maybe Ezra can figure out a way to help him. The other psyches face death. But Gerald... Well, you just saw what'll happen if he can't find another body. You of all people should understand his position. He's just as much the victim of his family as you are. I... Ugh, fine. Let's just get the hell out of here. This place makes me sick. This piece of shit isn't gonna make it. We'll make it. Half the roof is smashed. The engine sounds like a dying bovine. And I'm thanking God that the insect population is on the decline. Otherwise, I'd be eating more bugs than a contestant on Fear Factory because our windshield is fucking gone. We'll make it. That's not taking into account the car is stolen. Purchased. The money was stolen. And we have to drive 20-something-odd hours back to Central Texas. We'll make You were saying? Christ, when will it stop? Mm, only when you're dead. I think we've seen enough by now that we can safely disregard death as a source of risk. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here they come. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool? I've got fur growing everywhere and floppy ears and frickin' claws. I look like I just came from a furry convention. Oh, it's him. Damn it. It's not rolling down. Just roll the window down. I'm trying. <laughs> what seems to be the problem, officer? The implies one. You're a bit out of your jurisdiction, don't you think? Are you seriously going to start talking jurisdiction after what we did together? And you think I wouldn't notice the two of you quietly trying to skip town? So you remember. It's hazy, but yeah, it's there. Most of the other guys don't, too. I suppose that's your doing. You're sensitive, aren't you? Pick up on things that most others miss. Feel a tune of forces that you can't quite explain? Back at the station, you asked me about my past. Seemed a touchy subject. You were right. Huh? Wexler here. He was right. It happened when I was a kid. Most of the flock who encounter the gloom at a young age... It impresses upon them. How old were you? Pretty young. Nine, maybe. My dad was in the Army, stationed over at Fort Hood. We're originally from Texas, ironically enough. I only ended up here after spending a little bit of time in the Marines, getting stationed in North Carolina, and liking it enough to stay. Anyway, my family went camping down Colorado Bend State Park, I think. I'd later learn there'd been two or three disappearances in the area, mostly kids my age. Some folks thought foul play, but most people chalked it up to the careless parents not keeping an eye on their brats near a river. We set up camp, everything was fine. I swore I heard noises in the night, but my brother Jeff just gave me crap. Then I heard it. Nobody else did, but I did. Singing or something like it. I got out of my sleeping bag quietly. It seemed very important at the time that I do this quietly. Jeffrey stirred, but my father kept snoring his loud vacuum cleaner snore. I could see something blurry outside of the tent, a smudgy white form. I unzipped the tent and stepped outside. It was dark. I'd always been afraid of the dark, but for some reason the singing kept me from being afraid. It gave me courage. I was never a brave kid. So I followed the song. Some distant, distant part of me knew it wasn't quite right, that I shouldn't be doing what I was doing. I still remember the damp grass underfoot the way the soil clung to the soles of my feet. I hadn't bothered to put my shoes on. In the distance, I could see her, standing on the surface of the river. She was beautiful, almost painful to look at. As I made my way to the river's edge, she reached out. I reached out too, and she gripped my forearm. In a horror movie, her beautiful face would have turned, I don't know, vile or twisted, but Jesus, it never did stayed that eerie, perfect mask of beauty. Her eyes, deep, dark pools that promised forever. I didn't even notice I was being drugged underwater until the other woman, the woman with the tattoos, showed up. She saved you. Yeah, everything happened so fast. So much light, so much sound. The next thing I knew, I was spewing up river water on the bank. My father and brother and the park rangers were gathered round. Did you forget all this? No, not quite. More like I willingly forced myself not to remember. When I first met the two of you, I thought something was off, but I couldn't quite place it. I was off-put enough by the sewer. Hmm, don't blame you. 
When I hauled Mr. Wexler here into the station, the magic brought it back. The charge in the air. I can feel it in my teeth as if I have fillings. I don't, but I imagine that's what it feels like when you got fillings and there's a strong radio wave nearby. That was a difficult night. You had the look, but you never joined the madhouse. That's what y'all call yourselves? No, I found a note in my sleeping bag. I'm guessing it was from the tattooed woman. But I tore it up, threw it away in one of the trash bins. I had a family and I was scared shitless from the creature in the river. Perhaps if things had gone differently. I... I don't blame you. Perhaps if things had gone differently for me, I'd have never signed up. Yeah, well, the forking past the fate are fucked, as my dad liked to say. I think I'm gonna have a much harder time forgetting this, however. What if I wanted in? No. The hell, why not? I handled myself. You're too old and not old enough. There's only a few times a person can join with the madhouse. In their youth and in their twilight years. We recruit young because that's the best chance of raising an imagimancer with a mind strong enough to handle the horrors of the gloom. The old often don't survive. Well... Most of the young don't either. You can't... You can't show me all this and then take it away. I'm not taking anything away. It was never yours to begin with. I'll report you. To the chief, to the feds. Yeah, good fucking luck. Afraid my partner's right. Even if you retain any of this, most around you won't. They won't recognize it as anything beyond the fabrication of an overactive imagination. When I was a boy, I almost didn't believe it myself. I lost my parents, my sister, and even as the man who saved my life was taking me away, my mind was still rationalizing, desperately trying to explain how everything I've experienced fit into the framework of normal. The gloom doesn't want to be found, Officer Dawes. But that doesn't mean it won't infiltrate our world at every possible turn. Hey, if you want to stop us, now's your best chance. You'd have to do it the old-fashioned way. This... this is hard to swallow. Then don't. Go hassle some hobos taking a nap on a park bench or whatever it is cops do for most of their shift besides parting in the squad car and bitching about political correctness. I... I just hope you did the right thing here. Me too. Me too. I feel like I'm making some kind of mistake letting the two of you go. The only mistake you could really make is trying to keep us here. Don't make me hurt you. No, no, of course not. Be seeing you. For your sake, you'd better hope not. The Hundred-Handed was written and created by Tom Trest and produced by Dream Sculptor Studios. Episode 7 was directed by Brooke Pillafont. This episode featured Gage Richter as Evan Wexler, Brooke Pillafont as V, Adam Henry as Officer Taylor Dawes, Randy Pillafont as Horatio Howard, Aaron Hand as Gerald Howard, Dana Williams as Engraved Vasquez, Audio recording, mixing, and original music by Nathan Parnell. Visit us 
at the100handed.com. That's the100handed.com. Or brave the dark recesses of social media to find us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also support us at patreon.com backslash the100handed. Even a dollar helps us buy a little more time before the merchants of midnight come to collect our souls. Until next time, weep at the wonder and howl at the horror.